0: Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC.
1: Good morning, millennials.
0: Welcome back to the morning toast. Hey, Claude, how you dern? You know, how you dern takes on an entirely new meaning now that I'm literally the face of the how you dern merch line collection, which is not, you know, I knew I, this year I was going to be an author, but did I think I was going to be a supermodel? No.
1: Yes. Yes, you did. True. You knew. true, true. Um, speaking of Haya Dern, we previewed the merch yesterday. As you guys saw, it was sickening the warehouse down. There are actually other items, too, that you'll be getting glimpses of, but the next merch drop, February 17th, is a How You Dern and Redheads drop. So it's just like so fucking premium. And it's literally ill. So yeah. Rafua Shlema, someone commented that on my Instagram post, <laughs> Refua Shlema to the warehouse. No,
0: I actually got an update from the infirmary over at the warehouse. I spoke to the nurse there, and she said that the warehouse is definitely doing better, but still not completely out of the woods, and it's really kind of a touch-and-go situation. We have to see. I haven't checked in this morning, so I don't know how the night went, but hopefully the warehouse is doing just fine.
1: For sure. And I think once the warehouse starts shipping out some of this merch, it will start to feel a lot better. But you might start to feel sick. Hmm. That's just the contagion.
0: That's the power of the warehouse. (laughs) We must be entirely clear. We are... uh, Abiding by all COVID protocols at the warehouse. This is a joke. No, and the warehouse
1: doesn't have COVID. The warehouse is just sickening the warehouse down. No, There's n- such
0: a stark difference. You know, you literally <laughs> just said, though, like, everyone who gets a shipment is going to get sick. from. So, so, like, No, because it's so sick. No, no, Jackie, I understand you, but we are living in a pandemic. And just like my piracy joke yesterday, I feel as though it is it's necessary to make it abundantly clear. We're just kidding, you guys. This is the morning toast. We like to have fun. We like to have fun. It's, it's comedy, y'all. It's comic. And today's a great day because it's Friday, Friday, Friday gotta, gotta get, get down, down on Friday. Friday.
1: Yes, it is such a great day. We have our last episode of the week, but there actually is a lot to discuss today. Mm-hmm. So um, we, we've got to get into it. But yes, grateful for another Friday to be bestowed
0: upon us. Um, grateful for the long weekend. It's grateful just for what's ahead of us. Not for sure. Like, you know, we always say here on Friday, it's so important to remember this feeling because on a Sunday it's all gone. But this is kind of that emotion on a bigger level because we have a three-day weekend in front of us. So once again, I just encourage everyone to close their eyes, not take this moment for granted because when Monday rolls around and we got to go back to work on Tuesday, you're going to be thinking, damn, I wish I'd really taken that moment for granted on Friday morning. So do that, say your blessings and welcome to the morning toast. Yes. Soak it all up.
1: Soak Um, up each other's
0: awesomeness. Yes, we have a great show. We also are going to be recapping our Toast Movie of the Week, which this week was Little on HBO Max. And when I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, Jackie is going to love this movie. It just had so many elements that were you. For sure. Like it had such camper energy, which is what I suspected.
1: But then it delivered on all camper fronts. And, like, the fashion was so on
0: point. Yes, and the um, scenery, like, her rich-ass life in Atlanta. Like, that apartment um, terrace, that was so Mm -hmm. sick. And I love that they spent so much time in that apartment filming. And it was, like, need to move to Atlanta, to that penthouse. A hundred percent. I'm really excited to talk about it. That was a really fun movie to
1: watch, and I'm so glad that we chose it. And I'm so glad that we watched it because I really enjoyed myself last night. And there was no TV
0: on, which was, like, so... Alarming for us. It's been yeah. forever. This is kind of the moment we've been waiting for for the last like six months. It has been so many Housewives, Southern Charm, B- Bachelor, just really crunching up our weeknights. And now Southern Charm is over. Real Housewives of Orange County is over. Potomac is over. It feels like we've gotten uh, a few things cleared off of our plate and it's much more manageable now.
1: Yes, definitely. So that was a pleasure, a true pleasure. And now I think we should get into everything we need to talk about, because there's so much to discuss, and let's just jump right in. I agree. Okay, without further ado, it's time for the past Five Stories That You Need to Know Before You Wake Up and Take a Bite Out of Your Morning Toast. How?
0: And that is true, 100%. But I would be remiss, I would be devastated, and I would really be heartbroken if I didn't let everyone know that today we have a brand new sponsor that I think the toasters are going to love, and it's Cursey. Because we like to be different and wear unique pieces that no one else has, especially when we live in a culture where everyone's like calling you out on wearing the same thing. So, like, you gotta keep your (laughs) your wardrobe fresh. We've been going on curtsy to shop, and we find the coolest pieces. After sitting in the same sweatpants all year, guilty, we decided to (laughs) freshen up our wardrobes and have been shopping and selling on curtsy. We love it because they have the coolest pieces at thrift store prices delivered straight to you. So what is your closet missing? Tie-dye, a shacket. Margot is obsessed with shackets, by the way, and they have really cool ones on curtsy. Um, Whatever you're looking for, curtsy is the latest styles you actually want at a price you can afford. We love curtsy because you're shopping from real women in your size and style. It's so easy to use, and we found some amazing deals. It's nice that it's just women's clothes, too. With the Curtsy app, you get thrift store prices delivered to your door, so there's no need to sort through items that aren't your style or your size. We found Lululemon tops for $20 and leggings for $40. So the app has a ton of great brands like Nike, Urban Outfitters, Princess Polly, Champion, Free People, and Levi's, all up to 70% off. Selling clothes is usually a pain in the ass, which is why our closet is always overflowing. But Curtsy has made the selling process so easy, so literally anyone can do it. So you can download Curtsy to start selling stuff or to start buying stuff. And if you don't know how to price your items— can be really hard. Curtsy has a price suggestion, which is really helpful. So if you don't have a printer, they'll mail you a shipping label for free. They just make it really, really easy for people to sell their clothes on there. If you want a substantial, uh, sorry, a sustainable way to get Brandy, Urban, Champion, and Lululemon delivered directly to your door, download Curtsy today and enter promo code TOAST for 15% off your first order. Search for Curtsy in the App Store. It's spelled C-U-R-T-S-Y and enter the promo code TOAST for 15% off your first order. Again, go download the Curtsy app in the App Store and enter the promo code TOAST.
1: Love it. Sign on, get great stuff, and also offload some of your current clothes to make room for new ones.
0: Yeah, Jackie and I both shopped on there maybe like two weeks ago, and first of all, it was so easy, and I like that you could see the real person wearing the item, not the model, um, so you could see how it like fits on you know a woman's physique, and it was just a premium shopping experience. Definitely. Okay, let's get
1: into the news, because our first story is... Um Piggybacking off of yesterday's story, The Bachelor's Rachel Kirkconnell apologizes for past racist actions. She says, I was wrong bachelorette contestant Rachel Kirkconnell is addressing the backlash over her previous social media posts she's on Matt James's current season of the ABC reality show and as the episodes have aired old social media posts of hers have surfaced in a statement shared on Instagram on Thursday she admitted that her quote ignorance was racist and that I was wrong quote at one point I didn't recognize how offensive and racist my actions were but that doesn't excuse them my age or when it happened does not excuse anything they are not okay or acceptable in any sense I was ignorant but my ignorance was racist. She posted a long statement on her Instagram apologizing and accepting accountability for what she had done.
0: Yeah, I think that um this whole situation like was was a, already like a big piece of news, but Chris Harrison really kind of expedited it into a much bigger story and so many people are talking about it now and Rachel's lack of response was so glaring so it's very clear that um and and I had seen like a couple posts on Dumois people who work for ABC or people who know Rachel saying that like Rachel has been trying to get a statement out there for a while and ABC has been kind of tough about it limiting her to a certain amount of words so I have to assume that this is something that was cleared by Rachel but of course by ABC yeah. Oh, well, I hadn't seen anything like that, but that does make sense. Yeah, because like you said yesterday, contestants usually aren't allowed to about anything, whether it's like a controversy or just, you know, the process. The contestants, show. Yeah. yeah. Contestants are not allowed usually to speak publicly until they're eliminated or until the season is over. So I think I I thought that, too. So but, but this became such a big story. Like, how is she not going to? And Chris Harrison is, you know, getting called out left and right for speaking on her behalf. Like, why don't we just let her speak?
1: Right. So we said yesterday we would probably get an apology soon. And we got one. And I think I mean, obviously, there's a lot of work to be done. But I think that this apology, again, is a good start.
0: Yeah, I'm not crazy about I'm kind of a stickler for apologies. I really am like just in terms of how they're structured. And and I feel like I'm decent at feeling like if they're genuine or not. And I'm sure she didn't have any other option, but I generally don't love written apologies because we're, you know, we're living in the 21st century. Everyone has a high quality camera on their phone. And I always just feel like if you're wanting to have like a real genuine impact, a video is always a better way to do that. And it's harder to do, to speak up for yourself. And I think people Respected a little bit more. Um, so yes, again, like the words of this were fine. It's not my apology to accept. I'm not a black indigenous person of color. And I'm sure people who were, who are, aren't, this isn't enough because like a statement is just a statement. The true, uh, Oh my God, sorry. My microphone fell on my face. Um, the true change is like what happens next.
1: Yeah, and she said that in her last sentence. She said, I don't think one apology means that I deserve your forgiveness, but rather I hope I can earn your forgiveness through my future actions. Okay, well, so
0: we'll see. I mean, again. I think it's well said. You know, I was was reading some of the uh, commentary in our Toast After Dark Facebook group of people's thoughts on this matter, and I saw someone say something, and I kind of agreed with it because I've been dissecting a lot of apologies lately. Yes. And someone said, you know, as— A white person, it's really not your place to dissect that apology. So maybe I shouldn't be dissecting them, but I'm just trying to, you know, do my job. But you you know what I mean? I I, I don't know. I don't know where the line is, but I 100 percent agree. It's certainly not my place to accept or reject this apology. But I I think it's it's mediocre in my opinion.
1: Okay. Well, um, related is that Bachelor Matt James's um, contestants from his season, the black indigenous people of color from his season, said they're, quote, disappointed after Rachel's apology for racist actions. So 25 BIPOC contestants on Matt James's season of The Bachelor wrote an open letter condemning the past racist actions of Rachel Kirkconnell. In the letter posted on Thursday by several of James's contestants, they began, quote, We are the women of Bachelor season 25. 25 women who identify as BIPOC were cast on this historic season that was meant to represent change. We are deeply disappointed and want to make it clear that we denounce any defense of racism. Any defense of racist behavior denies the lived and continued experiences of BIPOC individuals. These experiences are not to be exploited or tokenized. Yeah, this and- was posted by a number
0: of women from that season. And I believe there was a part at the end, just kind of um, giving kudos to Rachel Lindsay for kind of having to bear the brunt. And you know what? It's really, it really is unfair. If you think about it, like Rachel Lindsay's always the one having these tough conversations because there aren't, there haven't been that, well, she's the only black lead and there haven't been so many black castmates who have made it far enough to have big platforms because of the show. And it must be exhausting for Rachel Lindsay. And so I really appreciated that they put that in the statement because, like, I'm sure Rachel is tired.
1: Yeah. They said Rachel Lindsay continues to advocate with, quote, grace for individuals who identify as BOPOC within this franchise. Just because she is speaking the loudest doesn't mean she is alone. We stand with her, we hear her, and we advocate for change alongside her.
0: I'm sure Which that means I a lot is, to Rachel because... Yeah, very she's well been, said. Yeah, and she's just been doing this for so... Since she was... The lead, and it must be exhausting, you know. Mm-hmm. I do think yeah. it's really interesting the conversations that are now being had around Chris Harrison. Like, I I don't think he ever imagined like his interview would get as much blowback as it's getting, and so many people calling for him to be fired. Which I don't know. It's it kind of became bigger than Rachel Kirkconnell.
1: Yes. I also am curious how they're going to handle this on the show, because I do feel like when social media situations reach a certain level that they address it on the show. And I think that this is very much past this level, but they've already filmed the women tell all. And I don't know if there's going to be an after the final rose, but I suspect that there has to, because I think that there's a lot of people we need to hear from. I think if Rachel wins.
0: Right. And Rachel Kirkconnell probably won't
1: be at women tell all. No, she's not at Women Tall. Chris Harrison said that. So, I mean, I think we all kind of think that Rachel wins at this point because of the defense of her. Yeah. So, we'll need to hear from her. We'll probably hear from Chris Harrison. And I would also be interested to hear from Matt. Yes, if they're happily engaged right now. Or did this change how we saw
0: her? Like, anything Mm -hmm. like that.
1: Yeah, I agree. So, I think it will be interesting from here on out. Are you ready for our next story? Some positive news for Meghan Markle.
0: Some PMM, positive Meghan Markle news? That's hard to yes. say.
1: Positive Meghan, Mega, Markle,
0: Meghan Markle news.
1: Meghan Markle wins privacy case against UK tabloid. Quote, we all deserve justice and the truth.
0: Meghan Markle scored a major legal
1: win on Thursday in her privacy and copyright infringement case against Associated Newspapers. The Duchess of Sussex has won her claim against the Mail on Sunday's publishers after a judge granted summary judgment in her favor over five articles published in February 2019 that reproduced parts of her handwritten letter that she had sent to her father, Thomas Markle, following her royal wedding to Prince Harry in May 2018. You remember that letter. hmm so it was a private letter that was published. She sued these publications, and she won, which is a very big deal. And I think she won against all odds. I accept the odds of
0: justice. Except right. the odds of justice. You cannot count out the odds of justice. I just personally love when a celebrity sues any sort of publication and wins. And it's so rare mm-hmm. because, like, especially in America, it's super hard legally, I think, to prove defamation or libel, whatever, libelation. But... <laughs> there's a few instances I can think of this being one of them. Rebel Wilson sued in Australian tabloid magazine and Katie Holmes sued star sued star magazine back in the day. And it was like the biggest deal ever cause she won. And I love that. I think it's great. I think that I think sometimes the way we talk and, and I think it's becoming more evident in 2021, we're like as a society we're progressing a little bit more. Um, I just think the way we treat certain or all celebrities sometimes really, really crosses a line. And that, You know, that's why, like, when we watch documentaries like Free Britney and and these are the paparazzi attacking her 10 years ago, we're like, how did this happen? And then it's like crazy shit happens today where, like, the media is so evil. Um, And in 10 years, a kid, our children will be watching a documentary and be like, how did this happen? Yeah. So I'm
1: glad some justice has been served for her. Especially for her because she's been through it. Sets an interesting precedent. You know, I'm not, like, so up on the law, but I would imagine that this is... An interesting precedent.
0: Yeah. And, and I feel like of all people to have won, I think Meghan Markle like, really deserved it because she's probably part of that like top 1% who has dealt with the most harassment from media, mostly in the UK, but um, she's someone who deserves to win, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree. Well, speaking of someone who deserves to win, Britney Spears' dad will remain co-conservator after his objections to sharing power were rejected by the judge. Britney Spears' legal battle with her father, Jamie Spears, over her conservatorship was once again before the court. On Thursday, an L.A. Superior Court judge, Brenda Penny, ruled that Bessemer Trust Company, a wealth management and investment advisory firm based out of California, will continue to be co-conservators along with Jamie, people can confirm. Objections raised by Jamie's lawyer, Vivian Tureen, on how the co-conservatorship would be delegated were rejected. So I guess this is a win, a, a small win for yeah, Can you Britney. explain it again? So he wanted to be sole conservator. I mean, you should know more than I do because you watched it, but from what I glean, he wanted to be sole conservator of her estate. He is a co-conservator right now, and he petitioned to be the only one, and that was rejected. So I mean, that's good. This wealth management company is doing it with him, so I think that sort of keeps his power in check.
0: And Britney wants, like, the financial institution, a bank, a wealth management company, she wants them to be in charge. That's at least what her lawyer's saying. Not that she wants to be rid of the conservatorship completely, which I'm sure she does, but legally I'm sure it's much easier— to get Jamie out than it is to just get the whole conservatorship thrown out the window,
1: right? And I think that now, based on what you told me the other day, we need to work on getting Jamie off the conservatorship. So I don't know if that's something that Britney's camp needs to file, but that feels like the next step based on the documentary.
0: Yeah, I agreed. He he was just never meant to be in this position. Seeing as how him and Brittany like aren't even close, and he was like barely around even when she was super famous, like all these talent execs. Music studio agents like they were they were like, we never saw Jamie.
1: Yeah, it was always her mom. I think this will probably be ongoing. But again, small win. It's all about the
0: small wins in the justice system today. Yes, it is. That's exactly right. That's the name of today's episode. Small wins in the justice system.
1: We absolutely love to see it, except the justice system. It has failed us. No, because, I mean, it's justice was served, but I guess justice only serves for so long because Anna Sorkin oh. is back on the scene. She's out of prison, and she's already back on social media with a
0: glam shot. I saw, after- I, you know, I forgot that I followed her when that whole New York Magazine article came out, and, like, she was a cultural phenomenon. And she's been in prison, so she doesn't really post, but, like, every six months, she puts up a picture. And I'm like, who is this person that I follow? hmm
1: hmm yeah, she is out of prison after years spent defrauding businesses and friends to the tune of about $200,000. Sarkin was released from Albion Correction Facility early on Thursday on the basis of good behavior. The femme fatale spent less than two years behind bars out of her full four to 12-year sentence. If you guys forget, uh, she pretended to be a German heiress to a 60 million euro fortune, wasted no time on her splashy return to social media following her release. She posted a picture of herself saying
0: prison is so exhausting you wouldn't know. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I do feel as though now that she's out of prison, she might actually be pretty wealthy because somebody bought the rights to her story. Right. But no, they bought the rights
1: to the article that was written about her by the person like she never produced a piece
0: of content about her story that would have been bought. So, so she makes no me- money off of, you know, a huge production like Netflix making a movie about her. I don't think so.
1: I That's I don't crazy. know how that would work, but I don't know. I mean, honestly, this whole story was so crazy when it first dropped and so interesting. And now it has been beaten to a pulp. Yeah. And I legitimately don't care. Like, there have been so many documentaries, books... American greed, and now there's like I think a movie still coming out about this. And yeah. at the end of the day, like it just wasn't that interesting. Like it was interesting for like a small article that we all read, and we were like, whoa, What the fuck?" Yeah. But f- to be like the next, uh, I don't know, Bernie Madoff. Like, no, you're so, right. No.
0: And also, when you just recounted her felt her sentencing, she was charged for stealing two hundred thousand dollars. I thought it was like two hundred million.
1: No, it was like. It was hotel bills and stuff, you know, and like her friends like putting stuff on their credit cards. Like she was just living a high life that she couldn't afford for a certain amount of time.
0: But that's what I mean. Like Bernie Madoff stole billions of dollars. Right. No, that's definitely a more interesting story. I just don't know why. Maybe it was all the hoopla around it. I thought it was like millions of dollars.
1: Yeah, no, and I'm not saying what she did wasn't a big deal. I'm just saying like. It's I'm not interesting anymore. Yeah, because like she's not interesting. I don't know. I just am like s- it's tired. Yeah, I agree. So I I don't know what's up next for her. Now that she's free, I feel like she'll maybe be a little bit of an influencer.
0: For sure. I don't know if brands are gonna be flocking to work with her, but I do think she could start like a substack or something.
1: Yeah, for sure. Or a Patreon, like like yes, ours, patreon.com slash a
0: morning toast. I would, I would no, but, like, definitely but, subscribe.
1: But why? There's nothing to indicate that her personality is anything.
0: That is incredibly true. We don't know know, her at all. You know, like,
1: she's never written anything. She never posted a video. Like, we don't know her at all. We only know what other people say about her. But also, I mean, her personality must be somewhat charming if she
0: charmed all these people into believing she was someone who she wasn't. Like, charmed the Beekman Hotel into giving her the penthouse with no credit card. Yeah. That's true. Yeah.
1: So... I feel like she'll be making news more and more. I just want to let everyone know, like...
0: We don't care. I'm out.
1: I don't really... Yeah, I don't. I feel that. Are you ready for our
0: fifth and final story? Someone I care deeply about. Fifth and final story about someone you care deeply about? Is it Kelly Clarkson?
1: No, but that's a really good guess. Who is it? Casey Musgraves. Love. She's speaking out for the first time about her divorce from Rustin Kelly. She said, quote, it simply didn't work out. First of all, she's on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine this month, and she's looking sickening the cover down, Mm -hmm. truly. And in the interview published on Thursday, the country music star got candid about the couple's decision to go their separate ways, saying that their marriage, quote, just simply didn't work out. She said it's nothing more than that. It's two people who love each other so much, but for so many reasons, it just didn't work. I mean, seasons change. Our season changed.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's any big mystery, scandal affair. I think, I mean, if you watch them from the beginning, I do think she was just too famous. Like, I really think that. When they got married, they were both small country artists. She was definitely bigger than him. But I don't think either of them expected for her to become a megastar, not just country, but, like, globally.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that definitely plays a part in any sort of relationship. She also went on to say, like, share her feelings about marriage these days. Mm-hmm. And she commented that Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, who aren't married but have been in a long-term relationship, are, quote, doing something right. She said, part of me questions marriage as a whole in general. I mean, I was open to it when it came into my life. I embraced it. I just have to tell myself I was brave to follow through on those feelings. Dang, that sucks, that when, like, something just, like,
0: shakes your belief in something that you once believed in. Right, no, and it's, like, I'm sure when it happened and when they were getting married, planning the wedding, like, it was so exciting. And it's just crazy how, like, so much can change in a year, you know? Yeah, definitely. And I had heard rumors that he was now dating Olivia Munn, which I don't know if that's true, but they literally couldn't look more similar, and he clearly has a type.
1: No, for sure. And then Olivia Munn looks like Casey Musgraves, and then obviously she used to date Aaron Rodgers. And like Shailene Woodley also looks like Casey Musgraves. It's just oh, like I a don't trio see that. of girls. I don't see that. You don't. No. Oh my God, they're fucking twins. Like now I'm looking at this picture of Casey Musgraves. I'm like Shailene.
0: Okay, Jackie. Like not at all. God,
1: I, they're twins. I can't tell them apart.
0: Not at all.
1: No, I'm just saying. Like they're all like they're very similar.
0: They're all just but, brunette. Um,
1: no, they they look alike. But if Rustin and Olivia are dating, like I guess, I guess that's cute.
0: I guess I'm not I'm not building a ship anytime soon. No, I mean I kind of
1: reached like my peak on on shipbuilding. I have oh, so you, many you ships pit the, out. You hit the cap, like you're all done. Yeah, because I feel like we've been talking about these new couples, and I, just nothing has been getting. Getting me going. Not since Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey have I built a new ship, I don't
0: think. You know what? That's That happens. Ships cometh and ships goeth. And I think that if you're patient, someone will come around and you'll be ready to hit the high seas again. Yeah, we'll re- reinvigorate my love of ships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's dive into our TV recap where we talk about Little, which was our Toast Movie Toast movie of the week, excuse me, and that recap is brought to you by Proactive. Get that clear skin feeling. Proactive acne treatment systems have clinically proven ingredients to clear skin, and they're dermatologist tested to be gentle. There's a Proactive for you. Dermatologist tested Proactive has three different acne fighting systems designed for your skin type. Life is so stressful, like for everyone, and with all of those stresses, acne should not be one of them. So if you have stubborn breakouts or you get pimples occasionally, Proactive has you covered for no matter what your skin issue is, your skin issue, Pimples don't happen overnight. <laughs> acne always seems to appear out of nowhere, like before a big event, your wedding— but it can usually be weeks in the making before it shows up on your skin so whether you have stubborn breakouts or occasional pimples proactive has you covered they combine gentle skincare paired with a clinically proven acne fighting ingredients to treat your skin so all that you have to do is find the right proactive system for you they have the Proactive Solution, which is the original system suitable for all skin types. They have the Proactive Plus, which is for sensitive skin types, and the Proactive MD, which is prescription strength for stubborn breakouts. It's the first combination system that started as a skincare revolution. And honestly, I trust Proactive because you have to be the best thing out there to be on the market as long as they have been. And I feel like I know i knew so many people in high school who used it, and now acne like does not go away. And a lot of people um, are loving and proactive, and I think that if you're struggling with your skin, one of their systems might be right for you. Totally. We love to see it, especially in this knee era as well. Yes, Right now is a great time to try Proactive. For our podcast listeners, you can get a special limited time offer by going to Proactive.com/slash toast. Subscribe today and you will get Proactive's Hydrating Duo as a free gift. That includes four hydrogel masks and the green tea moisturizer. And you get free shipping. That is a lot of free stuff. If you use proactive.com slash toast, you will get Uh, four hydrogel masks, and a green tea moisturizer. That's a ton. So make sure to visit proactive.com slash toast to take advantage of the special offer. That's proactive.com slash toast and subscribe to consistently clear skin.
1: Nice. Okay, let's talk about Little. Such a great, fabulous movie. Star-studded cast. I have so many opinions on so many of the actors. First of all, Marseille Martin, who plays young Jordan Sanders, was everything of the sort. Like, when she... The moment when she, like, rolled out of bed, and she was little for the first time, and so she had, like, big Jordan energy, but looked like young Jordan, I was crying, laughing when she went downstairs, like, truly a diva. When she goes to middle school with a Birkin, like, queen. kids Like, the fact that those kids didn't respect her and her Birkin, like, so...
0: Disgraceful. A hundred percent agree. I by the way, that actress is from Blackish. She's yes. like the nerdy younger sister, and I agreed she was great. Like she really was perfect at balancing having the mannerisms of a grown woman in the body. It was actually quite brilliant. No, a hundred percent. She was a
1: fantastic actress.
0: My only problem with the movie is that I fucking love Regina Hall, and she actually wasn't in the movie for a lot of right. it. Right, and when she was in it, like for the
1: first. For the beginning part where um, she was in it the longest, she was really, like, mean.
0: Insufferable. And yeah, so she's, like, not your favorite character at all. Yeah. Issa Rae was great, too. Um, she was just funny and brought this, like, lighthearted, um, like, airiness to the movie. And overall, I thought the plot was, you know, we've seen before, you know, like, it was kind of like Freaky Friday. Yeah, like but Freaky I thought, Friday. Yeah, but I thought the way they did it was so original and funny. And I actually loved um, that it was filmed in Atlanta. I thought it added, like, a great backdrop to the movie and I feel like a lot of the movies I watch are not set in Atlanta and I just thought it was a great uh city for the movie
1: agreed while I was watching and I was like what city is this what city is this because I um just thought it looked so stunning and then once I realized it was Atlanta I was like oh amazing like it's a it's a full-on city but you also couldn't like drive your car and it's like a city and a suburb which is always what I'm looking for so so maybe we got to add Atlanta to our list Yes. Also, I need to know how you felt about Justin Hartley. Hate it. Okay,
0: I fucking really? hate, I hate Justin Hartley. Okay. I'm sorry. I just do. But from This Is Us, I hate him. From Crichelle Sunset, I hate him. Like I just don't like him.
1: Okay. Like I never liked him because I don't watch This Is Us, and the only intro I had to
0: him was Crichelle
1: on Selling Sunset. But like I thought he was really good in this movie. He was really funny. And good-looking. He was fine. Like, I, I I, couldn't judge his performance because I've, I was... I've actually... I've never watched him in anything before, which is, like, oh, weird. Oh, So to I see have. him... To see him, and he was a really good character. Like, that scene with the teacher <laughs> and young Jordan is so
0: funny. <laughs> so funny. The multiple funny. scenes.
1: The Postmates. Oh, let the girl
0: have her Postmates. No, completely agree. Like, so inappropriate when little Jordan was pretending to be big Jordan and was, was flirting with Justin Harley. But I have to say, probably the best part of the movie was... I assume your favorite part too. The culmination at Winchella, when all the kids, the campers were fortnighting.
1: <laughs> Those campers, the three that she winds yes. up meeting in the friend zone, and when they have like camper day in her closet, like it was the cutest thing yeah. ever.
0: No, it was ever. BCE. Big camper energy.
1: <laughs> no, it was so cute. Also and, by um, the way, I
0: gave you a warning, but like when they started fortnighting, like, did you lose your mind?
1: I actually did. I was like, wow, this is like extremely cambery.
0: No, but you I, know what? Like, I actually really appreciated that they obviously did their research because in talent shows in this day and age, the kids get up there and they Fortnite and they floss and they do those like, you know, A, like the whip and the nae That's what they do. So I really appreciated yeah. the authenticity. Like somebody like went to a talent show at a local middle school and watched because that is what kids do.
1: Yeah, it is what kids do, and it also, it's unlike, remember when we used to watch movies in the 90s, and the whole school knew the same dance? And yeah. it's like, where'd you guys fucking learn it? But, like, <laughs> the, like it's not even like they had YouTube to, like, wa- right. like, watch a tutorial. Like, it was obviously just, like, movie magic. Choreographed, yeah. Yes, but in this one, like, there are all of these dances nowadays, especially with t- TikTok, that, like, everyone knows, so it's not crazy that someone could jump onto the talent show and know the dance, too. 100%. No, you're right. And I also like that, like, all, like obviously, so much of the movie is unrealistic. Like, she goes back right, to of being course. a preteen. But if we can just suspend that. I really liked how her solutions to everything were, like, so logical.
0: And it's like, wait, why don't you just order Postmates for lunch? Like, you know? Right. No, no. It's like, yeah, we're living in 2021 now. Like, we know that there are all these things that you could do, like, to help your situation.
1: Yeah. It was, like, not like, why doesn't she just do this? Like, she was really exhausting all of the logical options and, and really...
0: Caught in quite a pickle. No, I agree. My favorite part of the movie where I like, I I, I laughed out loud at so many moments, but when, before she became little Jordan, um, when they were in the office and that girl who's the magician was like, you know, just acting out or whatever, (laughs) Regina Hall, she's walking away and Regina Hall looks at the kid and goes, that is black girl tragic. (laughs) Like I was crying. I thought the writing was really good. Oh, the music was excellent. The music was excellent. Oh,
1: also, I'm just looking at the movie on IMDb now, and do you know that the voice of Homegirl
0: is Tracy Ellis Ross? <gasps> oh my god, no. I mean, I guess if I sat down and thought about who, I didn't think it was going to be a celebrity. I thought it was like Siri. No, me neither. And honestly, that
1: was a really great idea. Also, I liked the science element, like how a ball yes. couldn't hit two spots at one. Like the sa- I had no idea. That's actually a great no, and like, um, sir, like, science that girl. fair. And this is what... This is what we're always saying, that, like, kids are just so mean. But I I feel like what we're also always saying is, like, like, times are better now for kids than they used to be. But then also watching this movie, it's like, no, it's the other thing we're always saying, which is that kids are fucking mean. Yeah, no, kids are fucking mean.
0: Always will be. The movie did frustrate me because when that um, girl ruined her science fair experiment and ended her up in the hospital, like, that girl would have been suspended. Like, where's the reality there?
1: Yeah, like... And the putting the stuff in the fan and, like, just... Where are the teachers, honestly? Where are the counselors? Where are the counselors? Justin Hartley should be fired.
0: Agreed. Overall, I thought it was a great choice. It was, like, fun, lighthearted, um, really funny, like, genuinely funny. And I would definitely recommend. Definitely recommend. I thoroughly
1: enjoyed it. It was so cute and just really enjoyable. I do
0: It was great. So for next week, we will assign a movie on Tuesday, and we will watch it on Friday, because again, reminder, there's no show on Monday for President's Day. Our studio is closed, and we just love a three-day weekend over here. Um, So if you have any... Oh, also, I meant to ask you, what did you think about the new Taylor Swift song? Oh, thank you. Because I prepared a whole speech. I'm so glad we didn't just wrap up. Thank you.
1: Because, spoiler alert, I haven't listened yet. I just haven't had, like, the three minutes. Let me just tell you,
0: it's the same song, and so at first, I was, like, a little bit let down, because, you know, I waited up till 12, I was expecting, you know, the same, you know, new Taylor feeling, and then when I listened to it, it's the same exact song, but then at the end of the day, it's, like, all these songs she's re-recording, like, these are her legacy, and, like, they got, they became mega hits because of the way that they sounded, and they deserved to sound the same so that Taylor could own them, so I was actually, I was let down, because, like, I was expecting, you know, like, dubstep, like, something different, but... But at the end of the day, now that I think about it, like, at a glance, I'm really glad that it's a really, really, really similar. Like, everything's the same except Taylor's voice sounds more mature.
1: That's what I was going to ask you, if her voice does sound different. Because when you listen to old Taylor songs, it's, you know, it's even, like, listening to us doing a show from three years ago. Our voice is different. Yeah, no, her voice
0: is more mature. It's a little bit, like, a lower, more, like, raspy. But the song is so identical. And while at first I was let down, I am now reflecting and thinking that I'm glad that it's so similar because this is Taylor's legacy and it should be preserved. I really feel that way. And I'm not just saying that. Cause like, you know, I'm, I am mean, it's it. what you got. Yes, no, I, but I actually mean it. No, if you would have asked me like, do you want Taylor to re-record her music and like add a different spin to some songs? No, like I just want her to own the music that I have loved for so long and really haven't listened to in a year. That's just what I want. So, and that's yes. what it appears. That's what we're getting.
1: I will say, though, when she does the album, I would like a few of them. Maybe the ones that weren't mega-hits. Like, maybe she could just rework those just to make it a little di- bit different. And But I agree. The ones that are hits that people have on their playlist, their party playlists, like, they should be, as we remember, and they're using the one that she has the rights to. But I feel like she could have a little bit of... Of creative liberties with it, yeah, especially for the songs that are maybe a little lesser known,
0: yeah. Um, so thank you for bringing that up. So no show Monday, You're welcome. Tuesday, I know you would be like so beyond RDH. I would be remiss, devastated, and motherfucking heartbroken. Yeah, so but I'm, I'm not, not feeling RDH right now because the weekend
1: is here, everyone. The weekend is here. We've never been closer to it. We can touch it, taste
0: it, feel for it. For us, smell it starts it. the second. That, well, we still have to do, but the second this podcast is over, so I'm gonna wrap up if that's okay. Go for it. Everyone, have an amazing holiday weekend. Stay safe. Stay warm. Be cool. Have fun. Be toasty. Thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast. <laughs> Jaggy's like fully zoned out, like <laughs> plucking her eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> um, find us where we listen to podcasts, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning,
1: and smart no, we are. I even do this on the show. Like I, right when you yeah, say thank you over. so much, like I just like turn off.
0: <laughs> you were just literally looking out your window and like plucking your eyebrows with your fingers.
1: No, I was just like comb you know what I love to do? I love to push them in the way that they like the, the, no, the wrong way that they grow and then bring them back.
0: Does Ooh, anybody like good. I literally
1: do it all day, like I do the reverse
0: direction, okay, and then I bring
1: them back. Okay, okay finish.
0: <laughs> That's all I have to say. I hope you have a great weekend, guys. We'll see you on Tuesday. Bye. Bye.